I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Moser. Lay your weary head to rest. It's Sam and Dean. They're missing. They were on a hunting trip, and I haven't heard from them for a few days. Don't you cry no more. And this is Monster of the Week. Creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, and we're here with a uh, a special episode this week, Chris. Yeah, for sure. We're uh, last week Supernatural aired its uh, spinoff, its backdoor spinoff, the second spinoff it's attempted to do. The first yeah. one we're not going <laughs> to talk about, uh, but the last supernatural aired wayward sisters which is a uh, a proposed tv show of a lot of the female characters that have been building up over time the ones that supernatural has managed not to kill yet uh into their own tv show and i am kind of excited about all of this chris this is this is exciting stuff how, how do you feel about it in general yeah, there's been a lot of hype uh built around this but being two seasons behind i think and us being in season six for our regular coverage right now uh, i didn't know how i was gonna perceive it i don't know all of the characters in it but man uh i'm I'm not gonna lie i'm pretty excited now <laughs> now after watching it i'm pretty into it i um so let's let's take a minute because i feel like we might have some new listeners on this podcast because uh you know with everyone being so excited about wayward sisters maybe trying to reach out for any wayward sisters media they possibly can find uh maybe some people that wouldn't normally be listening to this podcast are listening to this so let's let's take a minute we're a supernatural podcast uh for the last year we've been going through episode by episode starting at season 1 and talking about all of our favorite hunks and all of our favorite characters all of our favorite demons and everything in between it's been a fantastic time. I'm having a good time, Chris. I don't. I don't know. About, I don't know if you are. Yeah, I feel like generally we're having like a really good time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're as Chris mentioned, we're we're way back in season six. We're almost to the end of season six. Uh, Chris and I, when we started this podcast, had watched to about the middle of season eleven on our own time. Uh, since then, neither one of us have watched any modern supernatural. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. No been uh, trying to keep the timeline straight here yeah uh, we i think both of us have had that urge to try to see like what's happening with supernatural and tried and was like oh no 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 we can't do this and podcast about it at the same time there's no way this yeah, is going to no. work uh i need to live in a reality where, where sam still has demon blood in him uh, i can't be skipping forward <laughs> 10 seasons and where he's you know a good guy or something spoiler alert he always does he's gonna he's, he's gonna find curse. out if he goes dark side or something <laughs> He's just trying to take this curse, Chris, and do something 14 or 15 seasons good with it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we've not really been keeping up with any of the modern day supernatural, but with the excitement around Wayward Sisters, both Chris and I were extremely curious about it. And our listeners asked us, like, hey, are you going to do a thing? And uh, we both decided, like, hey, we're, we both want to watch it. We're going to we're going to jump into it. Uh, I actually watched the episode before this. So I've watched two episodes in season 13. I think you just watched the Wayward oh, Sisters well, well. episode, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I had I had a little bit of time to kill and uh, about a six pack of beer in the fridge, so I went I went I went all in. <laughs> uh, and uh, this is exciting. Like this is a good. I think right out right off the bat, let me just give you my general impressions. This is mm-hmm. good. That's this my, is very good. Yeah, this is good. all good. It's remarkable uh, the differences in just like the basic structure of the show. It's like like how active the camera is. Yes. Things like that. Like it's, it's, it's really, it was kind of a, like, wow, I can't wait to get here kind of feeling since we're in season six. Exactly. 
it made me really excited for the future of Supernatural and then the future of Wayward Sisters. Uh, I guess just just dive in. We want to dive in. You want to start this? Kick it off. Yeah, I want to right bef- before we we just straight get into it. I do want to say that uh, our normal podcast. If if you are listening to this and you're not a, a normal listener, uh, we usually make notes on every episode and we go through in a mostly a chronological order and we talk about all of the details and like we pull funny stuff from it and we 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 talk about like in detail. We're going to eventually be doing that for this episode in our normal schedule. But we're not going to really be doing that for this episode. Like for this episode, we want to kind of give you a top down, or excuse me, a top line view of our opinions on it. So we're going to be talking about uh, the characters. We're going to be talking about the general plot. We're going to be talking about, you know, why Sam and Dean uh, look so look so weird <laughs> because they're so old. <laughs> but we're not going to yeah. be going this like minute to minute style. So I just wanted to say that. Yeah. But uh, give, give me start. I'm kind of curious what your what your impression was just getting into this to begin with. I didn't know how I was going to react at first because this type of thing can really stray into corniness like really quickly. Anybody trying to be badass can be really corny if you don't know who they are uh, or if you don't have any context for it or if they just can't stick the landing. So the first scene, I believe the first scene is Claire, who's basically our, uh, our protagonist for a good portion of this episode. Claire comes in and uh does a does a vampire or a werewolf hunt excuse me and this is this i feel like this scene right here could have been the make or break for me uh having again very little context for who she is i do know who she is i know that she's the daughter of castiel's vessel um but being far behind i don't really know who she is like contextually as uh this young adult so her coming in and and pulling off these uh badass moves could have fallen flat but i actually ended up really enjoying it her coming to the door with the the delivery box or whatever and then just blasting the werewolf through labeled, it. I was like, okay, this is kind of sick. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> labeled Mr. Werewolf? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was one of the uh, most ridiculous and most supernatural jokes in this entire episode. Yeah. Like, it was, it was really... Even, like, the style and the way that the first scene is shot, it already... I mean, it felt very much like Supernatural, like that werewolf delivery joke is a very supernatural joke, like you said. Um... But this first scene, it just had it had so much like movie quality presentation to it that I, I just bought in right away. And I think that that's something that kept me interested throughout the entire episode. I mean, this, this is probably the biggest standout for me was the direction of, of this episode. It Supernatural, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that they do certain things like this in later seasons of Supernatural. Um, but right now where we're at, it's a very formulaic style of making these episodes. And it works. It's a formula that we're all comfortable with and, and we're all happy with. And it makes a supernatural episode a supernatural episode. But they don't take any crazy risks when it comes to directing and cinematography and any of that kind of thing. So it all feels like a supernatural episode. But with this, they were just, they were not holding back. They were going all in on, on using different techniques to make this episode really stand out. And I don't know if it's because like, hey, we're trying to get picked up for a full season. Like, let's go all out. Or if that's just, they're just taking this show uh, in, in a new modern direction yeah and we should note that this is directed by a a, a supernatural standby philip segrecia and it was okay. uh written at least in part by andrew dab which is a name that we're we're very familiar with from our first five mm-hmm, six mm-hmm. seasons of supernatural it's also written by robert barons which uh i don't know i don't recognize his name right now but um just from communication with our listeners and kind of looking around i, I know that he's 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 a, he's a dude he's he's a guy that's doing he's some good supernatural in work. fact a dude yeah uh i do want to talk about like that first scene is really great what did you think about that? Uh, that what we sh- what should what it, what it was everything about a carry on my wayward son segment, uh, but totally different. 
and felt extremely odd because there was no Sam and Dean and there was no, like there was a rock yeah. song, but it was, a, it was a female vocalist. Like, I don't quite remember. I, my, my apologies. I don't remember the, the, the name of the band or anything. I didn't recognize the song. I'd never heard of the song before um, or anything. Yeah. But just felt exactly the way that I, that it should felt, that it should feel, mm-hmm. except that it just didn't have Sam and Dean in it and didn't have ACDC yeah. in it. Basically. It, it feels like they really nailed the tone, which is like, I mean, it, it seems like a sister show to Supernatural. It has it has a lot of what makes Supernatural Supernatural, but it has very much its own flavor, like right right off the bat, and that's good. I I really am like even thinking back on it now, I'm like more and more impressed with the way that they really established the tone here. Yeah, it's it's extremely good. I I I just right off the bat, I'm I am all into it. Let's let's talk about mm-hmm. the characters a little bit. Um, okay, obviously we've got we've got our boy Sam and Dean. Um, they are mm-hmm. on apparently on a quest to save their mother from an alternate universe, which I don't even think we should touch that because what the fuck? No, I don't know. I, yeah, <laughs> even that was probably a spoiler. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're full spoilers in this episode. I think we have to be because like, mm-hmm. what the hell? <laughs> I like, we can't, I don't know what's going on with that at all. Uh, I don't know no. why Mary, Mary Winchester is there. I don't know why she's an alternate universe. Who, who knows what is happening with supernatural? Uh, but, uh, we do see some old friends, namely, uh, Sheriff Jody. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we've, we've seen Jer- Seraph Jody in two episodes so far. She's been an absolute delight. Uh, she fucking kills it in this episode. Scene after scene, she, she kills it. I love this. <laughs> uh, I want to talk a little bit about the, their, the, her backup, Donna. Are you, uh, mm-hmm. have you seen Donna in previous episodes before? Yeah, I know Donna. I, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I think yeah. I've seen her in two episodes since I'm not obviously, I don't, I don't know full Donna Cannon yet. Sure. Um, but I do know, I do know, uh, some of her. Uh, her context was in the show. I, I very much uh, like the uh, the Midwestern kind of Fargo accent, like that North mm-hmm. Dakota accent paired with this super capable badass chick that carries around like a, a full arsenal in her trunk. Like that's, that's yeah. amazing. These are sort of more, this is like this team that we're going to get throughout this episode feels like what should have happened in supernatural. Uh, the the boys the hunters like teaming up with other individuals whether they be hunters or not uh and just kind of forming their little solid crew which they they do sort of we had bobby ellen and joe very briefly um obviously castiel and like ruby even like but they're not humans they're not people who get pulled into this through circumstance we have side characters but this where it's going to be like five main characters i'm very excited about that uh i think it's going to work really well and they're so much color to this this cast it seems like everybody is very different and they haven't at least in this episode they didn't devolve into the typical sort of cw drama that i almost would have expected mm-hmm. my first thought with wayward sisters it's, it's starring younger people it's going to be aimed at a younger audience and that is likely true but they're keeping true to supernatural because they know their audience loves supernatural their their audience who isn't here for vampire diaries maybe they like that show but that's not what they came to watch wayward sisters for and I appreciate that the, the show is, is sticking to its guns on this. Uh, even with, I mean, Claire, her first scene, I don't have a ton of context for her, but she reminded me very much of a young Dean Winchester. Not the, the beaten down old man drinks too much <laughs> Dean Winchester who had to sell his soul like four or five times now for his brother. Uh, no, just, just the season one wisecracking, full of himself, thinks he can take on the world, Han Solo, Dean Winchester. I saw that in so we see Dean through the eyes of Sam for the most part, especially season one, season two, 
like we're we're looking through that lens as the the normie looking into the hunter's life but when we're seeing claire we're seeing her sort of through the eyes of jody or even seeing her through the eyes of sam and dean because that's who we're used to maybe it's because i'm an old man and that's i just look at young people and i think you take care of yourself but yeah claire claire reminds me a lot of young dean and that's the only difference is that the lens that we're viewing her through and i think in a way it's almost like it's pointing it's almost on purpose like let's let's compare these two but they're through different lenses um one is from a little brother looking up to his older brother and one is from like a concerned mother basically looking at somebody and saying like hey i I want you to grow i want you to be strong and and independent and do what you need to do but like i'm also really going to worry about you and that's sort of how i felt as the viewer even though i don't really know claire as a character yet i was looking at her saying um like she's she's really sure of herself and that causes her to make some mistakes sometimes uh, but that's exactly like Dean. You know, he, he, I think I was just saying this a minute ago, you know, he's this Han Solo type and so is she. And that comes with baggage that comes with mistakes that comes with a little bit of a cockiness kind of. And, mm-hmm. but once I sort of sort of put the, the pieces into place, connecting her to, to young Dean, it all really made sense. And I think that that's, that's good. You need somebody who, who is like that in this type of show. I, I had to check myself a little bit because, uh, my exposure to Claire has been uh, very early on when we were first introduced to her as uh, uh, what did we call the, the, the Jimmy Neutron? Jimmy Neutron, the uh, the uh, <laughs> Castiel's Castiel vessel. Vessel. Thank you, I appreciate daughter. that. <laughs> um, but then, like throughout the rest of the series, she's always been kind of um, the annoying little sister type. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I and I have I'm a I'm an older brother. I have three little sisters, so like the annoying little sister type is something that uh, plays very well with me as far as plucking mm-hmm. the heartstrings, but also annoys the shit out of me. So <laughs> when I was watching this, I kind of came out of my first viewing of this, and I watched this episode twice. Uh, I came out of my first viewing thinking like, oh my god, Claire is so annoying. Like she's just trying to like do her own thing like over all of these women that are trying to help her, and it's not really like that. Like I had to I had to st- take a step back for myself and and really look at this and like Claire goes on a little miniature journey throughout this episode, like from the, yeah. from the very beginning where she's very, very cocky, uh, very, very bossy, very sure of herself and very angry mm-hmm. that maybe Jody doesn't take her as seriously as she takes herself to the end of the episode where, uh, she, you know, she's losing someone. She lost someone that she had promised to take care of. And that has changed her perspective on everything, which I think is something that I feel like Dean took a few years to get, and to see that Claire had got it in this one episode and to see how that could yeah. relay to all of these other personalities that we're going to talk about in just a minute is very, very good to me. Like that gives me a lot of hope for this show and how good it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's obviously she Claire is the type of character that, that recognizes I can take care of myself. I don't need anyone to look out for me. And it goes from that perspective to being like, that's the type of character you are to them being like, okay, well, that's not fair because people who love me, who I love, they do worry about me. And I need to, I need to consider that because I love them. You know, I love Jody as this, this figure in my life. She worries about me. Maybe I, I need to, to think about that a little bit more, but it still doesn't drive the point home until she goes out there and something bad happens. She loses somebody that she feels responsible for. Mm-hmm. It's only then when, when it's not just her on the line that it's not just her who's at risk or being sacrificed that she's able to suddenly and very maturely realize I was wrong that whole time. And maybe we should sometimes stop and and work together and think of a plan and not just rush in because this is what happens when you do that. And on the other side of that coin, we have Jody 
who let Claire follow through. She's, I have given you all of the advice that I, I can, but you were your own person and I trust you and I'm going to let you make your own decisions, which is like we needed so long for Sam and Dean to get to that point. You just see Jody, who is obviously a very wise person, just saying, I, I can't force you to do anything that's going to push you away. So Claire, I'm going to trust in you. And even as a viewer who doesn't know her, I'm still, I'm getting enough context from their relationship to say that like, you know, they've been through this for a while. Yeah. Claire at the beginning of the episode had been gone from their, their house where they were all staying. You know, she'd gone off on her own. But yeah, so it's, it's just good to see Jody, who I feel like will be the, the anchor to this group. Not so much like a Bobby, but, but somewhat similar to that. Um, she's going to hold everybody down. She's like the matriarch of the group. And her having the the wisdom to to say, if I stop Claire from going in there right now, she's going to rush in and do something stupid. And this way, she says, okay, well, I'm going to I'm going to back you up. She goes in and does the thing and it doesn't go well. But at least at least there was that trust between them, you know, and compare and contrast that with uh, John Winchester, which I think is yeah. like that's the most direct comparisons you can make is that uh, Sheriff Joe is the is the John Winchester and that all of these girls, all of these women are the Sam and Dean's of, of that relationship and in different mm-hmm. and varying ways and ways that they're not going to stick to. It seems like, like there's some stuff that they're already doing to shake out of those roles, but uh, her letting Claire do the thing and yeah. giving full permission to fail, which is something that I don't think John really ever gave Dean and Sam. Uh, I think that, which I think is a big problem uh, or was a big problem for, for Dean and Sam. Yeah. That, that that really spoke to me a lot. I really like that. Uh, go, going through the rest of the characters for a minute, uh, I want to talk about Alex, who I feel mm-hmm. like we should know, and I totally did not recognize for whatever reason. And again, it's been... Alex, I, I do remember an episode with her. I may have only seen the episode where she's introduced. Again, it's been years now since that scene, you know, three or four years. Yeah. So I wasn't totally confident about who she was, but I did know like that she had been introduced previously. And from what I remember, she was rebelling pretty hard against Jody, who was trying to take care of her. Mm-hmm. And to see this character like be like, I don't know what happened in between, but now she's like a mature adult who is a nurse or uh, whatever. She's she's responsible, and yet she's also a hunter and in this life. But and I mean, I think she says herself in the episode that like hunting isn't just about the people who go and they kill the monsters, like. We all have jobs. We all need to do something here. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something Sam and Dean have never really had. They had Bobby who they, they called for info, but like there's never been like that support system. There's just the dudes who do the research and then hunt the things. There's never the people at home who are doing whatever it is that they need to do. Um, Presumably and I think paying that's the bills, gonna, you know, yeah. mowing the grass, <laughs> keeping the refrigerator taking, on, <laughs> taking care of business, <laughs> doing, uh, doing everyday Alex, life shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex seems like she could be that type of character. Um so I'm I'm interested to see where that goes because it's never going to be that simple. Nothing and and I feel like all of these characters are going to get their own arcs and 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 mini plots and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm curious to see where all that goes. I just really enjoyed having her as a uh as almost a just a direct supporter of Jody. I think during one part of the episode she she even says that to Claire of like, you know, I'm here. Like I'm I'm here. I'm. I'm going to work. I'm hunting monsters. I'm there for Jody, and that's that's mm-hmm. that's it's who I am here for. That's what I am doing. Almost to say, and and Claire responds to this in kind of saying like, oh, like like I'm not because Claire has not been there, and but just to have that that already have like a built in support system for for this group of people, I think is extremely important, and for them to have normal fucking jobs right just to have yeah. a normal life and not be dedicated so much to this 
is is so amazing. I, I, it's refreshing because it, it can't is, all exactly. be the born into this or forced into this shit that you know Sam and Dean went through. There ha- these are different stories. These are different characters in a, in a different time. I mean, it's 2018. Supernatural started in 2005, and then Sam and Dean. Even if we're just looking at the timeline of the show, we're in you know in the 90s or 80s taught to be hunters this is a very different time in a very different world where the circumstances are very different and uh that is reflected in basically every part of the show and the next character that we are introduced to is uh somebody named patience uh patience is a psychic uh who is uh who strikes me as a little bit younger than alex and claire uh and kind Mm -hmm. of not in control of uh quite all of her powers yet Chris, they, they went through a lot of stuff with Patience in the previous episode um, and like her, some of her backstory. And I, I got a mm-hmm. lot of her and her dad and uh, th- like her backstory seems to be like her dad doesn't want her to have anything to do with this. He wants her to be the uh, all-American college student. You know, she's going to go out there and get a job, that, that, that kind of thing where she feels compelled to, hey, I have this power, you know, and I, I want to help people. Like I, I have the ability yeah. to do this. So I want to do it. I like Patience a lot. I was a little frustrated um, throughout the episode because like Claire will instantly believe dreamwalkers and werewolves and vampires and all of this other stuff. But believing patience is like a legit psychic seems to be a step too far, which is one of the most frustrating things that I think supernatural does sometimes. And Dean is, Dean is very guilty of this as well of just yeah. straight up like, Oh, I don't believe fairies exist. Well, like Dean, they're literally beating you up now. Like what, what was the yeah. point of you not believing? Yeah. <laughs> you should just have an open mind to this. At this point, Dean, you should have an open mind. It feels like, everything that you did like first of all you didn't believe in angels and now you're in love with one so like let's just <laughs> yeah, don't let's just say story. that out loud <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah uh i can i i the whole time i kind of wanted jody or somebody to be like well you know sam winchester was a psychic right somebody remember I know that, that, that he, sam was a psychic at some point <laughs> i mean maybe they don't know about that part of it but still it feels like it would have come up presumably and the they only read the other thing that chuck wrote like i mean they have to yeah. have read the books <laughs> I mean, if you found out that there were books written about your friends' lives, you might be like, I mean, da- on the down low, I'm going to go pick those up. And 100%. <laughs> and you find out about J- Sam's gigantic darks that he threw in the wash. Yep. But there, uh, I-, I think that Claire's reluctance to to believe in patience is the fact that she is seeing Claire's death. Sure. Yeah. And so she's like, she's defying that and saying, no, uh, I'm not going to die that stupid because I'm cocksure, I'm brave, and um this is bullshit. I'm not going to buy into that because Dean would do the exact same thing. It's that bravado to cover up any sort of fear or insecurity. And I think that that could definitely be a reason why she's like the whole time, like, yeah, I don't buy it. Sorry. When it's just because she, she doesn't want to admit that she would take that seriously or be afraid of that or have that hold her back in any way. And to her credit, I don't think that she does let it hold her back, but it's, I think that that's her resistance to it. I 100% agreed. And I, it, it was just it's just a frustrating thing to watch on screen develop i think like yeah, I just, for I just, sure. I just for want sure. them to like skip over that part and be like okay i believe you let's go solve the problem but like sometimes yeah. sometimes the tv show has to have a problem before the problem and that's what <laughs> i need to remember can't all be roses and sunshine jeremy can't can't be right, like right. that uh the last character that uh seems to be is going to be a regular 
guest or regular star in the show is Kaya. Uh, Kaya is a, a again, what seems to me like a young girl. I don't, I didn't really get a good idea of what any of these women's ages were, but it just like late teens at the most is what I was, I was thinking. Yeah. With any of these Everyone characters. just seems young. Yeah. So. But again, maybe that's just cause I'm so fucking old, Chris. <laughs> maybe I'm just so ancient. <laughs> Everybody seems like if you're less than 25, you're just 10 in my mind. Uh, yeah. Might as well be. Uh, Kaya is a dreamwalker, and we, in our our normal podcast uh, that we're covering, uh, we we haven't really dealt with Dreamwalkers at all. Uh, she was integral in some of this uh, alternate universe that Sam and Dean are going through, trying to trace down uh, Mary Winchester. There's also a character named Jack that's involved with this that seems to be the son of Lucifer. Which we're just not even going to go into that right now because <laughs> of course, yeah, that seems really crazy. Uh, I like Kaya a lot. She seems uh, she's on the run. I don't think you saw this, but she was introduced as being a character that was uh in rehab because she was running okay. away from her problems and she had gotten um i don't remember it specifically said she got addicted to a certain substance but she was in rehabilitation for some for for something and she escapes from that because she's constantly on the run from the bad place which is the mm-hmm. alternate universe that sam and dean are trapped in uh, yeah we should just like make a quick note that like throughout this episode sam and dean are just camped out in this like uh, <laughs> weird blue green filtered alternate universe where yeah. there are a giant dinosaur prints in the ground yep. and just a whole lot of crazy shit. Darth Maul is there. Darth Maul uh, is there for some reason. We don't know why. Honestly, <laughs> this is this was like the least supernatural thing ever, but I was really into it. Autumn <laughs> uh, is yelling at me uh, over text message because apparently I'm saying Kaya's name wrong. It's Kia, not Kaya. So I just want to correct oh, myself okay. right there. I, I I don't know what it is about Kea and Kia. I was literally saying the wrong thing as they were saying it on the screen. Because uh, the reason I watched it the second time is so Autumn could see it. And she's like, they literally just said it on the TV, Jeremy. What is wrong with you? I'm sorry. Like, there's this, <laughs> there's a weird block in my mind for saying this person's name wrong. So it's definitely Kia, not Kea. I'm so sorry. Once once you hear it enough times, it'll stick. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, wait. Hold on. It's Kia, not Kea? Yeah, Kia. Okay. I mean, we're six we're six seasons in, and no. you're still calling him same Winchester. I mean, so. I'm still saying same Winchester. I'm really bad at this. Autumn is literally yelling <laughs> no at me from across the house. Autumn, just come here and tell me what I'm doing wrong. Same <laughs> and Dane, my two favorite hunters. <laughs> same and Dan. Dan and Sam, same Winchester. Samey! <laughs> Uh, Kai is a dreamwalker. Uh, Sam and Dean are, are, are trapped in this place at trying to find their, their Sam and Dane, Sam and Dane. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I like this character a lot. I like the, yeah, I like the fact that, uh, all of these women decide to go after her and I'm like, okay, we have to, not only do we need to like find her so we can find Sam and Dean, excuse me, <laughs> Sam and Dan, uh, Sam and Dane. That's, that's what I'm saying, Chris. I can't say names <laughs> right, Chris. Stop. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> uh but not only do we have to find this person so we can find our friends we have to find her so that we can help her which seems to be kind of the the overall opus of of sheriff joe's sheriff jody's uh house right like that's the whole wayward sister Mm -hmm. premise so I, i like that a lot uh the idea that she can walk through a bunch of different worlds but seems to be focused on quote unquote the bad place is really interesting to me and i i like I, I like this. Like, I, I like all of this stuff. Like, I, I hope she becomes a recurring character, even though she, <laughs> spoiler alert, dies at the end of the episode. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Um. Can we can we spoil how this episode ends, or or mm-hmm. do we not want to do that? No. Let's because 
Jess was saying throughout the whole thing when when the lady when Darth Maul shows up this this woman cloaked in in a just a fancy Sith Lord looking outfit um her face is obscured she has this staff spear thing and I was like well, what is happening it's supernatural um <laughs> when when Jess saw her she thought it was K K K Kia which one is it now I'm, I'm confused it's uh Kia Kia she was like it's it's the Dreamwalker, and I was like, "But Jess, she can't be that bad guy because, like, she's a series regular, um, or she's you know supposed to be part of the main cast. Like, they can't go and they can't go and just make her like this random bad guy for this episode and then kill her." Um, we were we were both right and we were both wrong because she she died, and I was like, "What? I thought that mm-hmm. she was gonna come back." I'm like, "Well, she does come back, but she also she's potentially the bad guy." What was that about? Um, we see her die in her like regular earth form and then the sith lord takes her hood down and you see that it's her again yeah after she comes back to earth uh through a different gate because mm-hmm. obviously there's going to be a, def- a bunch of different gates now now that one have opened up <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of different gates going back and forth i mean they're uh, really just going for it but i feel like i'm into it yeah there's um like they the whole idea of this episode is to find um <laughs> sam and dane uh sam Sam and dane Dane. uh but and once they do and once everybody gets back together and and they pull them over to earth uh like it's like the setup for this seems to be that these 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 doorways to the bad place are going to be opening up all over sioux falls and so that the these wayward sisters this family this loose family that has formed and that from a from like the wreckage of other families that have fought these monsters are going to be taking care of this which chris you and i talk a lot about what we want supernatural to be sometimes. And as much as we Mm -hmm. like it, we sort of miss that straight up monster of the week hunting style where, okay. Uh, you know, we have to go find dad. Okay. Okay. okay, But first we got to kill this Wendigo. I mean, fine, but then we're going to go right after dad. Like I, I'm kind of excited for the, the general structure of the show. If we're just going to be able to kill a bunch of crazy alternate universe monsters in Sioux Falls, find dad, but that house is haunted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly like that's a good that's a yeah. good setup for it for a super series. into it mm-hmm. if, i'm be really interested to see how much they just set it in sioux falls and they just keep it in one town and it's not a uh country hopping um or state hopping uh affair like sam and dean's like sam and dane's lives mm-hmm. it's just uh you know keeping up with all all of the monsters or whatever goes on in sioux falls because i mean it's already pretty much established that it is quite a hotbed for supernatural activity um there was a zombie uprising there there was demons there there's been all sorts of things well i mean bobby, bobby has, has dealt with <laughs> so many yeah. years that i mean he's obviously gonna haunt the place right like he's- he has done he has cast so many spells from <laughs> so much his magic. old house they do so much magic that that's just it's just crazy now the establishing but, shots of Sioux Falls, by the way, were so fucking beautiful. I wanted to move to Sioux so Falls. Good. Like it looked just gorgeous. I was like, "Where is this? I don't. I've never seen this kind of green and this kind of river and this small of a town. Like this looks like a place I want to live." Yeah, it, they just another way that they they did a really great job. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only character we haven't talked about yet is donna right we we mentioned her briefly at the very beginning uh and i just i said i liked her accent and i like the fact that she was a badass and i like that she had a trunk full of weapons because that was really, so, really great donna showing up in this not only did she come in as if like a supportive older um like like a parent who comes in and you're like okay okay kids we're safe now the parent is here she comes in with all these shotguns but she reminded me of like 
like a Leon Kennedy type, and mostly because she's wearing that jacket uh, that looks like Leon Kennedy's jacket from Resident Evil Four. Um, <laughs> but she just she just comes in like, okay, everybody, I'm the expert, and let's just deal with this. Like, hey, you know how to sweet uh, shoot a gun? All right, here I'll show you right now. <laughs> Just something about her showing up with that trunk full of shit, and then like the super heavy metal guitar riff that they played as Absolutely. she's opening her trunk. Super good. I was like, "Fuck yeah, Donna!" Yeah, yeah, I could I could get into that. I could get into that some more. Uh, bringing out the flamethrower that Claire eventually gets to use to fry all these <laughs> yeah. weird uh, bad place monsters, which the bad place monsters all looked legit and crazy and creepy and cool, and I loved it. Like, yeah, they, they look like dumplings. Gross. That's what Jess kept saying. They look like what? Um, dumplings dumpling <laughs> okay yeah. i'm into it <laughs> like weird so, fish dumplings. man <laughs> how many times have we said that we wished there were monsters in supernatural oh that God. didn't look like humans finally we got so much of that here they look like fucking monsters they look like monsters and then when we get the reveal that they've been apparently they have been advertising the hell out of this episode uh specifically that one shot with sam and dean standing in the dinosaur print or the giant monster print I really didn't think that they would show us the the full the full Monty the full Monty if you will. Uh, they I they started showing just the two glowing red eyes and I thought that's we're gonna see these two glowing red eyes way up in the sky and it's gonna be like oh wow there's this giant monster and then they fucking show it they straight up show it and it looks good like that's good CGI it looks pretty good yeah that's that's good yeah. good job Supernatural you finally did it <laughs> I really thirteen like, seasons in and you finally did it yeah really impressed and I don't know if I would want that sort of thing living in uh regular supernatural land because it sort of goes against the whole like you know we live in this basically secret part of society where Mm -hmm. there are monsters and we hunt them and and by introducing literal giants that might be a little bit much but at the same time it i was just like in awe that supernatural was doing this and i just thought it was really cool i bet a lot of people i feel like that's something people would complain about is there being this giant thing but it's it's in an alternate dimension and it's just so unique for the show that i i couldn't help but be excited about it yeah, I'm, I'm totally into it. Um, overall, I thought this episode was was really, really strong. I thought that this, all of the characters and all of the the interpersonal relationships between them are, I think, set up the base, set up a good foundation for a show that could go for several seasons. Especially if they mix it up a little bit. Especially if they get a little crazy with it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious, Chris, did you have any concerns after this? Like, did you? Are you? Is there any one particular thing that you might be worried about with the Wayward Sisters going if they go get if they do get chosen to get a whole series? Nothing yet. I I hope that they don't lean into like it gets its own show and then it becomes a typical type of CW drama or something like that. Uh, I mean, Supernatural has gone that way before, but Supernatural has always had that like rock and roll at its core, and it's been its. It's its own thing, and and clearly it's been its own thing that works because it's been on for thirteen years. So I'm I'm worried that we'll lose a little bit more of the supernatural flavor as it as it goes. But maybe that could be a good thing if it becomes its own show and doesn't need to to stand on the heels or the shoulders of Supernatural. Uh, but my my like ideal version of this show is that it goes off and it's his own thing and it's successful and then Supernatural can continue until Jared and Jensen decide to end it because I'm pretty sure that's the deal they have right now. That the CW will just keep putting it on until the guys decide to stop. So Which is my, my dream version <laughs> of this is that, <laughs> is that Sam and Dean will just get their happy ending and, and everybody will be there. Castiel, the whole gang's just happy and the, there's no way that that's how that show ends, but that's what I want. And then every once in a while on Wayward Sisters, Sam and Dean show up to, to guest star because fuck it. 
Yeah, we did it, everybody. We killed all the monsters, except for those people. We uh, killed except, every one of them. Except for those monsters in Sioux Falls. But those are going to get taken yeah. care of. Don't worry about it, guys. We're retiring. Yeah. We're going to retire yeah. with Sam and Dane. <laughs> Sam and Dane finally retire. They live in Bobby's house with Castiel. Um, Sam has a dog because we know that he loves dogs and he can't be with women. So I feel like that's my happy ending. I feel like my concern with Wayward Sisters going forward is going to be that uh, it's. And I don't and I don't want to take anything away from uh, anybody that's put work into the show. However, uh, Supernatural has been going for 13 years now uh to the best of my knowledge that's a lot of the same cast and crew have been working on this for 13 years obviously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the director of this particular episode phil sagrisha you know we've seen his name pop up since season one like he's been around this show for a long time my concern is that if they split this off into its own series they won't have those kind of resources uh yeah. and that maybe having those resources made this episode the episode that it was do you understand what i'm saying like having yeah, having that, that kind of skill behind it and like maybe having to learn that from scratch so that they're going to stumble a little bit when they are trying to figure out how this machine works to be able to produce these episodes but but overall though like literally every tv show has that problem <laughs> so i don't know why yeah, so i'm true. not i'm not too concerned about it i just i think it's something that we need to talk about when we talk about how great this was that because it wasn't just a straight up pilot, right? Like this wasn't assembling a whole crew from scratch. It was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. relying on existing resources. And, uh, and Hey, S- Sam and Dane were, were here and they were great. Like they had some great lines throughout they all were of this. Great. I loved yeah. it. I, I mean, like if, if there are two favorite hunks. It's the reason we do this podcast and for them to be basically missing this entire episode, except for a few scenes and still be great. I think it gives me a lot of hope to get into season 13. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, Really excited about the future because I think we, we actually this has changed now. But the middle of season six, where we're at, and like at the time of this episode coming out, uh, it had started to dip down in quality. Mm-hmm. And I remember that you know some of these middle seasons aren't that great. But from what I hear, things get better. And then seeing just the quality in season thirteen, I'm really excited to get there. Yeah, me too. Any final thoughts on Wayward Sisters, or do you want to try to get out of here? No, I'm I'm looking forward to to the future of the show. So hopefully, it becomes a reality. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we really appreciate our, our, our listeners that listen to us week after week that have requested us to do this. Uh, this one, shout-outs to our, our girl, Niz, because she has single-handedly uh, tried to yeah. retweet as many possible tweets and hashtags as possible to get this show made, so I want to give her a big shout-out. Um, and Absolutely. she is instrumental in uh, bettering my understanding of the Wayward Sisters as a show, because so, talking to her was was a, a good revelation. So thank you very much, Niz, for, for that. Um, also, if, you're, if you haven't listened to this show, before if you'll just pick this up for the wayward sisters hype uh please listen to our previous episodes monster the cool has all of our episodes we started from season one episode one uh at the time of this release we are season six episode 17 or 18 so we're just right at the end of season six and we are not stopping we release episodes every thursday uh and we you know cover two episodes a week and we're just slowly but surely going to cover every single one of them it's a it's a lot of fun and we have a good time with right on <laughs> right on says chris uh i guess that's it uh monster the week dot cool motw cast on twitter and uh that's probably all the admin we need to do you think yeah Any last words we just uh we love sam and dane we love sam and dane <laughs> i want to say that in like the the pork and beans like jokey voice for some reason i, I don't know why Saying Sam and Dane sounds like I'm saying Sam and Dean with a southern accent. It really does. Yeah, it sounds like you're about to kill somebody in Resident Evil 7. Yeah, but it's Sam 
same Winchester mm-hmm. and Dane Winchester. And Dane Winchester, Winchester. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Am I brave enough? Am I strong enough to follow the desire that burns from within? To push away my fear, to stand where I'm afraid. I am through with this, cause I am more than this.